wicked, wicked, wicked. Let's get down to business. I don't got no time to play around with this. this. This is Wicket's World with Mike Wicket on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. On a Friday, the last day of September, happy to be here. Coming up, short show today because we have Cubs baseball coming your way. Cubs taking on Cincinnati. It's like a six-game series to end the year for the uh, the Cubs. Three at Wrigley and then uh, three in Cincinnati and that's it. Until spring, baseball season coming to an end. Lots of lots of live sports this weekend. We'll tell you everything we've got coming up here in a bit. But I'm going to jump right into this because this story, watching it last night, and it's the story everybody's talking about. It is literally, it, it's, there are certain stories that are bigger than sports because they involve this issue or that issue. Sometimes it's, you know, justice, politics, whatever. But watching, watching Tua Tungavailoa have his head slammed into the turf four days after his head was slammed into the turf and he got up wobbly last Sunday. Was it taken out of the game for any significant amount of time? Came back in and and, and honest to God played well, but we've heard stories about that before. Now they claimed it was back and ankle injuries five days ago. That's what made Tua when he stood up take three or four steps, and then fall back in angle. You could see as soon as he stood up from the original hit five days ago, he stands up, he shakes his head. You know, you shake the cobwebs out. And then he takes a couple steps and goes down. And and he played well in the second half, and they won. They, They beat the Bills in that game. So four days later, and there's an investigation going on to whether or not he actually was concussed in the Dolphins' did something incredibly wrong by allowing him back into that football game against the Bills last week. I'm fine. Tua's fine. Head coach Mike McDaniel, everything's fine. So then comes Thursday night football last night, and you've probably seen the injury. You've probably seen what happened to him. We're going to skip cut one. We're going to go right to number two. And this is what it sounded like last night on Amazon Prime. To a rolling left with the grain, and down he goes. Slung down in his own 48-yard line, Josh Tupu. And uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh is right. That's Al Michaels. He and Kirk Herbstreit had the play-by-play last night on Amazon Prime. I mean, he was grabbed from behind. Nothing wrong with the tackle, by the way. Absolutely nothing wrong with the tackle. But Tua was grabbed from behind and thrown you know, the, the, the big defensive lineman or the linebacker grabs him and slams his head on the ground. And you see that in, in pro wrestling, but the pro wrestling mats are squishy for a reason. This was hard grass, turf, whatever the field surface is at, used to be called Paul Brown Stadium, whatever the Bengal Stadium is named now. And it slammed off the turf like a basketball, like my hand on this board in front of me. And it was one of the scariest images I've seen in football. I mean, you've seen hits where guys get hit under the chin, in the head, whatever, coming across the middle, and their bodies go stiff. Go back and watch the hit. If you have not seen it, it's all over your social media, I'm sure. But if you see the hit, two his fingers go in 10 different directions. It's called fencing. 
It's a neurological response to brain trauma. His middle finger went in. His thumb went out. The rest of his fingers all going in 10 different directions. It was terrifying. And there was nothing illegal with the hit. Like the, the dolphin player. And I don't, it's funny. No one's even bringing up the name of the dolphin player because it was a legal hit. It was fine. You know, it wasn't a shot to the head. It wasn't under the chin. It wasn't low on the knee. It was a legal hit. I have to know how that dude's feeling today. Because Tua had his brain scrambled for the second time in four days in a football game. Now, it is part of football. Because there are going to be a lot of people that are going to say, Wicket, this is the game. It's a violent game. It's what you sign up for. You might be right. You don't sign up to get your head bounced off the turf like a basketball. But it is a risk you take, especially... When you do play quarterback, that being said, what was he doing? I believe Mike Dan- Mike McDaniel, the new head coach, who I think is 36, young guy, kind of talks like I do. I'm not young, I'm 41, but he talks like a millennial because he is a millennial. And he was asked immediately because as soon as they could, they got Tua on the stretcher because he was laying on his side. They got him on the stretcher, immediately rushed him to the University of Cincinnati Hospital. And they should have. That was, they, from that point on, they seemed to do everything right. But from the point when Tua went down against the Bills Sunday to that moment, it seems like Miami did everything wrong. And then they screwed up everything after that. But I'll talk about that in a minute. And McDaniel said that the injury that happened last week, that again, according to the Dolphins... Tua was fine with his head following that hit against the Bills. But according to the Dolphins, he was okay. And last week should not affect this week. I don't think that an injury from last week made him fall the same way this week. I do not have any, like, absolutely zero patience for or will ever put a player in a position um, for them to be in harm's way. That is, like, not what I'm about at all. And no outcome of a game would ever influence me being irresponsible as the head coach of the football team. Doesn't he sound like a, doesn't he sound like a millennial? Like, he talks like I do. Talks like you do, Kara. You know, like he just, Very like, you know, I, uh, I, he's young. He's been in the, he's been an NFL head coach now for four games. Like that's not Bill Belichick. That's not Pete Carroll. <laughs> All right. So that's Mike McDaniel. One of the other things that, you know, he was asked was about getting to a cleared to play. Yeah, otherwise we would have poured him having a head injury. That's why the NFL has these protocols. Like every single NFL game that is played, there's an independent specialist that specializes in the specialty of brain matter. For me, as long as I'm coaching here, you know, I'm not going to fudge that whole situation. If there's any sort of inclination that someone has concussion, they go into concussion protocol and it's very strict. People don't vary or stray. We don't mess with that. Never have, and I... As long as I'm the head coach, that will never be um, an issue that you guys have to worry about. No one believes him. Nobody believes Mike McDaniel there. No one believes that the specialist specializing in brain matter, which is what he actually said, the specialist specializing in brain matter, I love that, and the team and the trainer and all the doctors 
Nobody believes anything Mike McDaniel said. You know what that has? That what? has I'm immunized energy. Feels like it. Right? Feels like it. They're not they're not a brain surgeon. They're not a neuroscientist or a neurologist. They are a specialist specializing in brain matter. <laughs> he might not know the actual term. <laughs> and I and I and in seriousness, like he may not know what the dude, the independent specialized brain specialist who specializes in specialized brain matter. He may not know, and I'm not going to sit here and claim I know. I'm not that smart. But nobody believes that Tua was fine on Sunday, and nobody believes Tua was fine going into Thursday. I believe Tua kept telling everybody he was okay. And the Dolphins were 3-0 and playing on national television. All right? Have you seen Any Given Sunday? Have you seen Any Given Sunday? The character played by James Woods? The trainer? Now, things are different because apparently, allegedly, there's an independent brain matter specialist, whatever that means. So then, the next massive mistake the Dolphins made and the tweet came out, I think from Adam Schefter, maybe it was Ian Rappaport, maybe it was the Dolphins themselves, was that Tua Tungabailoa, who had been rushed to the hospital. Remember, the last time we saw Tua, he was on the field. He wasn't moving on the stretcher. He was, you know, being strapped in on the stretcher because his fingers had gone different directions because of a neurological response to brain trauma called fencing. The next thing we know, two was on the way to the airport to rejoin the team. Why? Why didn't Tua Tungavailoa spend the night in one of the great hospitals in the country? Who who was it? A, the specialized brain matter specialist say we got to get Tua on the plane. And here's why that's significant. And we are going to play that that other cut there. Somebody brought this up. You may not know the name Chris Dealman. Maybe you do know the name Chris Dealman. Chris Dealman was a guard that played for the Chargers. A lot of years with, he spent his entire career playing in front of Phil Rivers. And Chris Dealman, back in 2011 or 2012, was concussed during a game. Had to leave the game. Left the hospital or wherever medical facility he was at, got on the plane with the Chargers to go back to California. And this was when they were in San Diego. While on the plane, Chris Dealman had a concussion. And from that concussion, he had a seizure on an airplane. They had to make an immediate landing, an emergency landing. And he survived. He never played football again, he retired. And actually, I, f I looked for it today. I found some of his very emotional retirement press conference. You know, I, I gave everything I had. It ended a little early, but, you know, it is the right thing to do. You know, f future of life, whatnot. But uh, I had a blast. Nine years. Whew. I wasn't supposed to make it through the first training camp. And I'm here nine years later. It's awesome. You know how hard it is to watch a 300-pound man cry? I mean, in that press conference, the clip I found was about five minutes long. That was about 20 seconds of it. And he's crying and talking about his you know, time with his teammates and 
you know, playing with rivers and playing, you know, thanking the Spanos family. And it, it's hard. And I am in no way saying that Tua should retire. That is not what I am saying. But the, the Dolphins seem to be really good at putting their franchise quarterback in harm's way. He should not have come back in that Buffalo game. He should not have played four days later. There needs to be a rule put in place. And I know that the NFL or the PA or whoever is looking into now two situations involving the Dolphins. But then why do you get on a play? Why, why did they have to get to a, out of the Cincinnati hospital onto a plane for a, what's that, a two and a half, three hour plane ride from Cincinnati down to Miami? I mean, they're not riding Delta. They're not like you and me. They don't have to go through, you know, all the security. They have pre-check. Yeah, I mean, they, they have global <laughs> entry probably. You know, they get on the plane, they go, and they're a different kind of plane. I mean, I've been on one chartered plane in my life. It was amazing. The egg, the entrance you have is different. <laughs> Getting on one of those planes, very different. I used to call Michigan women's basketball and flew to Lincoln, Nebraska to watch Michigan lose by 40 to call the game on the radio. And I traveled with the team. But you got on the charter plane. I did. I didn't have to go. I didn't have to be like waiting. All right. Show me your ID. No, no, we didn't have to do any of that. <laughs> so it, it blows my mind. Why didn't they let Tua stay overnight or make Tua stay overnight? Somebody, again, every step of the way, the Dolphins are being scrutinized for good reason. Because every step of the way, they've screwed this up. I'm going to give you some reaction coming up next from a couple of former NFL players. Um, because they bring up a lot of good points. And if you know me, you know I'm a Packers fan. I've got a lot of Packers fans that are watching right now. Brett Favre. I mean, let's not talk about the current Brett Favre situation. But when Brett Favre was playing, how many concussions did he play through? You know, How many quarterbacks talk about playing with concussions, not remembering football games, having great games or whatever. And now what we know about CTE and what it does to these guys when they leave the game. What were the Dolphins thinking? Get you some former players' reactions coming up next. To a rolling left with the grain, and down he goes. Slung down in his own 48-yard line, Josh Tupu. And, uh-oh. Yeah, scary scene on uh, Prime Amazon Prime last night. This is Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket here on ESPN Des Moines, 1021 FM and 1350. Cubs baseball coming your way in about half an hour. Zach Zabin with the play-by-play. Check that. Zach Zabin with the pregame. Pat and Ron will have the play-by-play. Tomorrow, we've got uh, Drake football early. They play at uh, noon. Is that right? Sometime. Uh, they play early. Then we got Alabama and uh, Arkansas. And then tomorrow night, we'll have USC and Arizona State. So we got a full triple header of live sports here uh, tomorrow on ESPN Des Moines. And then on Sunday... We have early Cubs baseball, the last game at Wrigley Field for the year. And then after that, we've got uh, Arizona and Carolina here on ESPN Des Moines. So you want live sports? We got you. Bengals beat the Dolphins yesterday, 27 to 15. The story in this one, I mean, it was, it was a good game up until the point when Tua got hurt. It was still a pretty good game after that when they brought in Teddy Bridgewater, um, Cincinnati, the better team. Bridgewater's not the Tua's level um, when it comes to quarterback play. People have been trying to figure out why Cincinnati was 0-2 in 
don't forget, I mean, Cincinnati is this close to being 4-0, but they're not. They're 2-2. Two and two. They are 2-2 two and two now. It's like the season starts over. They got a quarter of the year way, a quarter of the year out of the way with this win yesterday. But the story is Tua. In the second quarter, took a sack, had his head slammed on the ground. His fingers went in 10 different directions. And that's the hardest part to, 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 to think about and to watch when I watched it last night. To, to just see the fingers and he's, his hands are, are stretched out. And you know he's not doing it on purpose. It's called fencing. And again, it's a neurological response to brain trauma. It's put on the stretcher, goes to the hospital. This just four days after you know he was concussed. I don't care what anybody is going to say. Tua was concussed in the game against Buffalo. I don't care what anybody's going to say. You're wrong. But they let him back in. So now is this two concussions in the same week? That's horrible. You know, you you think about quarterbacks that have had a lot of concussions. Brett Favre, Troy Aikman had a lot of concussions. All these, Everybody has concussions, it seems. Back in the day, the, Brett Favre's streak was so amazing. But Brett Favre would never have been allowed to have that streak if he played in today's era. We take concussions, uh, concussions much more seriously. We should. We're starting to understand CTE and the, the drama, check that, the trauma caused to the brain by being smashed into by other human specimens who weigh two to 400 pounds. All right? So we take this much more seriously. I mean, the Junior Seau story, all these different guys that are, unfortunately, with the extremes are taking their own lives because of the depression and the pain. And you have to start to wonder what organization is going to have the stones to say, we're going to put the player before the team. Because I think the Dolphins said, well, we're 3-0. and We could get an extra game up on the Bills. Two is playing great. He's an MVP candidate. We got the high-flying offense with Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Our defense is championship level. We're on national TV. It's a conference game. They were willing to go ahead and put his life at risk four days after, even if it was a back and ankle injury, which it wasn't. You still put to his career at risk because you we, he had a concussion. And four days later, you put him out there. Now, did Tua say, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine? Maybe he did. Maybe the maybe Tua needs to be, and this happens a lot, maybe Tua needs to be protected from himself. Sometimes these guys don't know how to get out of their own way. That's one of the reasons we have seatbelts. Oh, I don't need a seatbelt. Yes, you do. To protect you from you. That happens all the time. Former New England Patriot Rob Ninkovich, who was on ESPN earlier this week, uh, this morning, Brings up a really good point, because let's not forget, two is this close to getting Deshaun Watson money. He's this close to getting that big contract because of where he is in his time uh, spent in the NFL. And that's one of the reasons that players don't ever want to admit they're concussed. If you are a drafted quarterback and you have the potential to make $250 million and you're right there, you're close to signing a deal like that and you take a hit that could jeopardize how many games you play or you're not going to want to say, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm out because the team 
is going to look at that and say, well, he's got one. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's got two. And we've seen quarterbacks in the past. You've, you've, Troy Aikman has spoke about playing a Super Bowl, not remembering the game. Miss one game. Let your head get close to right. Because now they have the mini buy. You know, now they have 10 days. So that would have been two weeks off for a guy with a concussion. I mean, I play fantasy football. You play fantasy football. You, you see a guy get concussed Sunday. You're checking your phone all week. Did he practice? Did he practice? Oh, he's sitting in a dark room. Because they're human beings. Their brain is just, my brain's just as soft as Tua Tungavailoa's brain. When you get hit like that, you need time. That's it. There's no medicine. There's no medication. They can't stick something in your head that's going to reduce the pressure and the pain and the, the bleeding or whatever's going on with a concussion. But Tua knows, just like Ninkovich said, Tua knows he's this close to getting that big payday. And now he's twice concussed guy. And what NFL organization is going to want to pay twice con- twice concussed quarterback? Like, I don't know when Tua's going to play again. He should not retire, but he should get some time off. So does Tua not play for a week? Two weeks? Three weeks? When do we see Tua again? I have no idea when we see Tua again. But no team right now wants to pay a twice-concussed quarterback, especially when they have questions about his arm strength, but a twice-concussed quarterback at this point. NFL PA uh, head Dory Smith. And I, I don't, I, I know there are some people out there that are do- that are like, hey, you, you know, you, you get paid millions. Get out there and play. Get out there and play. Those people make me sick. And apparently they make DeMaurice uh, Smith pretty sick as well. I would probably say to every fan, stop thinking like a child. If you are working at a construction plant and a piece of heavy equipment falls and hits you in the head, what fan says that woman or that man needs to go back on the construction field, right? If you're working in a mine and you fall down the mine shaft, yeah, that's a dangerous job. But what person, what sane person would say that that person nonetheless has to go back in without the proper medical care? No, shouldn't happen. It should not. I mean, there, there should have been, there should be a mandated amount of time. And this investigation into the 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 uh, uh, the concussion and game against the Bills, that's gonna that was gonna open up Pandora's box. Now you thought there was a magnifying glass on you before Miami. Now you're gonna have all kinds of people looking into this. Former Michigan Wolverine, okay. Former Green Bay Packer, also. I spent some time with the Redskins. Is that who drafted him? Desmond Howard, you see him on college game day, says that the NFL needs to have some sort of time frame rule set in place. When you can perform as a player, you feel as though it's your duty to go out there. It's your duty for the fans, for your teammates, and for everyone who supports you to go out there and play. You have to put put in some sort of protocol, if you're really serious about this, that will not allow the player to see live live action for a period of maybe seven days because we're wired, we're conditioned, we're trained that if everything is okay and we feel as though we can go out there and perform, then we're going to go out there and do it. It's like every given any given Sunday, the movie with Jamie Foxx. 
I mean, and if you watch that film, and I know it's an Oliver Stone movie, so it's kind of over dramatic and Hollywoodized. But these guys know that they have a very small window. Most of these guys have a small window to go out and make money before their skill set is gone, injury takes it away, whatever it is. And they've been playing football since they were six years old, seven years old. And these guys were gods in high school. And Tua went to Alabama. And Tua was a top 10 pick in the National Football League. And all of these guys that are great, they like Desmond says, they're wired. They're wired to play. And I go back to what I said before. If they are wired to play, that's great. But you have to protect these guys from themselves. If the Dolphins were smart, Tua's out six weeks, if not longer. Someone's going to say I'm being dramatic. Someone's going to say that's too much. If the Dolphins were smart, he wouldn't play until after Halloween and maybe closer to Thanksgiving. Because if you concuss this man three times in one year, his brain will be fried by the time he's 30 and he's done. I don't care if he's got $8 million in the bank. You are going to damage this man. Here's ESPN's Marcus Spears. We start talking about player safety. We start talking about all of these things. The game is safer, and I, I believe it truly is because of information. But this is a human error. This is, a, this is an egregious human error. And whoever gave the test, whoever allowed Tua to go back on the field, that is the person we're supposed to be talking about or the people we're supposed to be talking about. Mike McDaniel's statement fell on deaf ears with me. Absolutely. You already yep. put a player in harm's way. You knew damn well you was putting two in harm's way last Sunday when you were playing the Buffalo Bills and he went back in the game. We've been around the game long enough to know that. You don't have to even be a guy who played in the league like Marcus Spears to, to have watched Tua get up, take three steps, and fall after he shook the, the cobwebs out, after he took the hit. You don't have to be a guy who won a Super Bowl or played for the Dallas Cowboys or played for the New York Giants or played for the Seattle Seahawks or whatever to know that that man wasn't right. And I agree with Marcus Spears 100%. Mike McDaniel's comments fall on deaf ears. And if Miami doesn't keep Tua out for at least a month, six weeks, they're doing him wrong for his safety. I know the bills are good. I know. The Browns are good. I know the Chiefs are good. And you want to stay in the race to win the the AFC or at least be a wild card team. But you might get that man killed. You might get that man killed. And not to be that guy, but you might damage him to where he takes his own life down the road or hurts someone else or gets violent because his brain's not right. Mike McDyke. If I'm Mike McDaniel, I don't even know how I slept last night. Doesn't make any sense. All right, two big college football games here in the state of Iowa to get to. One on the road, one in Iowa City. We'll talk about both of those before Cubs baseball next. One hundred two one FM and 1350 ESPN. Des Moines, Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket's. Coming up, Cubs baseball, Cubs and Reds. Zach Zaidman has the play-by-play. I do this every time. Zach Zaidman has the pregame at 1245. 
Pat and Ron have the first pitch for you at 120. Final series of the year at Wrigley. Tomorrow we've got Drake football early. Then we've got uh, Alabama and Arkansas. And then after that, we've got Arizona State and USC. So a triple header tomorrow here on ESPN Des Moines. And then Sunday, we have the last game of the year at Wrigley Field between the Cubs and the Reds. They still have three more in Cincinnati next week. And then after that game, we'll have uh, Carolina and Arizona from the NFL. Kira, our producer, happens to be the referee slash marketing director for Des Moines Roller Derby. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, that's a couple right. of hats. Yeah. Hey, look, look, we work here. We all wear a lot of hats. <laughs> I get it. That's I get right. it. How do you guys handle concussions? So because we're talking a lot about what happened last night with Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, the um, the governing body of flat track roller derby is WFTDA, and they have a whole protocol that we go through. So if we think somebody has taken a major fall, a major spill, and hit their head too hard. And they're wearing, like, basically, like, helmets. Do they yep. cover the ear? Are they just, like, bike helmets on top? How would you describe a they, roller derby helmet? They are, oh, what do we call it? Shoot. Impact certified. Okay. You have to wear an impact certified helmet. Got it. Um, And what we do is we take you out of the game. We administer what's called the SCAT 5. And that's kind of the standardized concussion test. So you ask a bunch of questions, kind of short-term memory questions. Mm-hmm, sure, do you know sure. where you are? Do you know what you're doing? Um, do some very basic like medical things like shine the light in the eyes. Are they dilating mm-hmm. properly? Uh, then you sit out for 20 minutes. If we think, and it differs from practice to a game. If you're at a game, you're done. Okay. If we have to okay. administer that test, you are out of the game. You're out of the period. roller derby match. Yep. Okay. Uh, if it's out of practice, we usually have you sit for 20 minutes. We administer the test again. And if you pass, you're okay to practice, but we'd prefer you don't do contact drills. Okay. And the, the difference is, and I, and I, you know, comparing roller derby to the NFL is apples and grapefruits. I don't even know how, what the comparison <laughs> would be. But that doesn't mean that the people participating in the roller derby, it is, it's all... Women, right? Uh, it's all gender. All gender, okay. Gender neutral. The Those participating in roller derby love doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not paid $50 million like Tua potentially could get paid. You know, so the money is... The, but it's still your passion. It's still your livelihood. Mm-hmm. And, we were, and if you were to have that taken away from you, you'd be yeah. upset. And we were talking off air. Um, roller derby is kind of unique in that we have a lot of opportunities for people to participate, even if you don't skate. So if somebody is going through, we call it concussion protocol, mm-hmm. even if it's like after whatever. Yeah. Um, if you're going through that, there's still ways like you can volunteer. You can be a scorekeeper, all that stuff. In football, you don't have that. No, I don't think Tua could sit out the next <laughs> few games and keep score. Or I don't, I don't think he could go out there. It work. I don't think he could go out there and like throw flags on plays. No, uh, um, I'm just going to ref. <laughs> no, no, for, not going to happen. Yeah, we were talking like for football, all you can really do is just kind of sit and be jealous of your teammates yeah. who get to play. You, you might not even be at the game. Yeah, you you might be on the sideline. If a concussion is that bad, and I've I've had one concussion in my life, and it was in the fifth grade. <laughs> it was a long time ago, but I imagine that you know when when I get a migraine. I need a dark room. A lot of people get that way. And there are a lot of concussed athletes that feel the same way when they are in a a concussion state or in that window. Some of them are so bad they can't see light. 
And if the light is any, it's got to be very dim. Like this room that we're in right now is quite bright. There are certain guys and, and ladies that get concussed in their sport, in soccer, in hockey, in basketball, in football, in roller derby, whatever, that light just hurts their head and hurts their entire being. And so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, like I said, the, the money is not the same between roller derby and the NFL, but the passion and the love is still there. And yeah. to have that taken away because you're not physically able because of your brain getting rattled, <laughs> you know, you're not allowed to, to participate. Yeah. Um, thank you. Oh, yeah. So getting, you know, wrapping up with a little more football here. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, I took a, I was talking about this on laser this morning. I do the morning show on laser 103.3 here in Des Moines. And I, I was talking about this and I had a guy called up and he referred to himself as Dr. D in central Iowa. And he was saying, you know, there's not a ton you can do to prevent concussions. And he's right. There's not a ton you can do, but I can't stop watching football. Like there's not much that would get me to stop watching football. And I agree with that statement that he said, because I just love the game. Like I have, I play fantasy. I talk about it. It's, I grew up with it. My dad got me. I remember the first time I ever watched a football game It was the giants and the Eagles. And I was living in San Diego. There was no connection whatsoever but that's when I started watching football. I must have been nine. The first game I remember. I'm sure games were on. I must have. I might have been eight, seven. I don't even remember. But like I've been watching football for 30 plus years of my life. And I don't know what would get me to stop. I mean, the rules change and it's sometimes hard to watch. And there's a lot of flags and there's a lot of social justice stuff that a lot of people don't like. I, I don't know what would get me to stop watching football. They entertain me. And, and that's what sports is. It's entertainment. Um, college football, you know, is, is changing because now it's such a, such a business with NIL and the amount of money these guys are getting. We got two big ones here in the state of Iowa. First one tomorrow, Michigan and Iowa playing at uh, Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City. Uh, full disclosure, if you are new and you live here in Des Moines, this is the only time I root for your Hawkeyes to lose because I'm originally from Michigan, grew up a Wolverine fan. I really enjoyed the Big Ten championship game last year. That might turn some people off. We're driving around or hanging out in Des Moines right now after Michigan kicked the ever-living crap out of a really overrated Iowa team last year. I do not believe Michigan will be blowing out Iowa. Uh, they did just have a monster game out of running back Blake Corum who ran for 243 yards against Maryland. I'm from the DMV area, so playing, playing Maryland was a little personal for me. You know, I had a bunch of teammates from my high school on the team, a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of dudes I used to play youth ball with. But uh, you know, after, the, after those first few touches, you know, you can kind of figure out the defense. And I, and I knew it was going to be a long day. I don't think Blake Corum has 243 and two scores against that Iowa defense. And what's weird about Iowa... When you play at Kinnick, weird stuff happens. And when you play this Iowa team, which is a lot like last year's Iowa team, the game gets ugly. The game gets really, really ugly. The number is 10 and a half. And that feels a bit high for me. If I was a betting man at BetUS, I would put, and I'm not telling you to do this because I can't tell you to do this, but if I was a betting man at BetUS, I'd take the Hawkeyes in the 10 and a half points because they ugly games up. 
I don't expect Spencer Petras to throw for 150 yards. Michigan's defense, maybe not quite as good as last year, but still very solid. Better in the middle than they were last year. Maybe not as good as they were on the edge with Ojabo and Aiden, Agent Aiden Hutchinson. Michigan's going to run the ball. I don't expect this to be a game where McCarthy throws for, you know, 275, 300 yards. That's not probably what's going to happen. This could be a low-scoring game. Iowa plus 10.5 feels right, and the under feels right. I don't know what the under over-under is right now, but this does not feel like a game that at 10.5, Michigan's going to come into Kinnick and blow out Iowa. That doesn't happen. Rarely does that ever happen at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City. Meanwhile, the other game, if I was to tell you that Iowa State, it, let's go back to like 1997, and Iowa State and KU were playing, and I was going to tell you they're a combined seven and one, you would have laughed at me. But that's where we're at right now. Second-year head coach Lance Leipold has the Kansas Jayhawks rolling. They're one of the highest-scoring teams in the entire country. And their quarterback, Jalen Daniels, who's thrown 11 touchdowns and just one pick, has got a lot of love for my guy, Lance Leipold. How genuine he is, you know. He's always going to keep it 100 with you, no matter what the situation is. You know, just his, his establishment of wanting to be able to establish culture. You know, um, I feel like since he's gotten here, the, the the level of culture has changed daily. No matter no matter what it is, we all know what we're going in every day for, and you know, it's just to chase that one percent daily. I got friends down in Kansas City that are Jayhawks fans because I lived down there for four years. They're going crazy. I mean, Kansas has been a doormat and do- like the worst Big Five program in the nation and now they're four and oh and my guy Lance Leipold who I knew when he was the head coach at uh, Wisconsin Whitewater D3 up uh, when I was working at a a radio station in Milwaukee and then he went to Buffalo and he went to three straight bowl games and he won multiple division titles like he is making the rounds and moving up the ladder two things Kansas fan is just elated elated with what they got going on and two they're terrified that Nebraska is going to poach Lance Leipold to replace the recently fired Scott Frost. Meanwhile, you got Matt Campbell and company. That's the program Kansas is trying to emulate. That's what Leipold said earlier. Coming off a loss against Baylor. Uh, they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game, I believe. I believe they're giving Kansas two-and-a-half in Lawrence. Uh, Hunter Deckers going on the road. Second road game. First one, he played pretty well at Iowa. This time he goes into a... We normally much less hostile environment, but who knows what's going to happen? You don't just walk into the Kansas stadium. All right. And come away with a victory. I don't even know the name of Kansas football stadium. It's not fog Allen. I have no idea. Is it? They probably just named it the fog too. Cause all that's ever, they've already, the only success they've ever had has been uh, basketball over there last week, by the way, college game day should have been there. They should have been there, but they weren't. When's the last time? When's the next time Kansas and Duke are going to both be 3-0? and And Kansas emerged. Uh, I like Iowa State to go on the road. High-scoring game, though. Watch for a real high-scoring game. All right, that's it. Kira, thank you so much. If you missed anything, podcast at ESPNDesMoines.com. My name is Mike Wickett. This has been Wickett's World. Have a good weekend. Cubs baseball coming up next. Stay.